Hi guys, happy Halloween the 22nd. Wait, no, tomorrow's the 23rd. <laughs> when this comes out, it'll be the 23rd. It's our Halloween the 22nd. Uh, happy Halloween the 22nd. Uh, welcome back to the Jeepers Creepers podcast. I am Kenzie. And I'm Kylie. And I am in the Halloween mood. You guys totally didn't get an episode last week because we spent literally weeks, or Kylie pretty <laughs> much spent literally weeks, working on costumes for a trip to Salem, Massachusetts that my family does every year. We pick a theme and about 20, 30 of us go as that theme and this year was Scarecrows. So I ended up being Sam from the movie Trick or Treat. And I was Oogie Boogie. Well, kind of. Yeah, so she was Oogie (laughs) Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas and she made this whole costume from scratch. Like, it's so good. Mm. And we get all the way to Salem and she forgot the mask. So we have two cats and a dog. Which just, if we leave anything out, it's going to be destroyed. So I decided to put it in our pantry, thinking I was all good, but we left pretty early in the morning, and I was kind of in a rush, and it was, I was not awake, <laughs> that was the dog, <laughs> and I had not had my coffee yet, so I left it in the pantry. Didn't realize till we got there. Yeah, we got to the hotel, and she was like, oh my god, I don't have my, I literally was going to drive all the way She back. was, like, grabbing the and keys And she was like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. If you can hear our dog, she's just like psyched up. She's got the zoomies. She's got the zoomies. Oh, she just laid down. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. We spent way too much time on our costumes, except they were dope. So I'm not actually sorry. Not really sorry. Not really sorry. So I hope everybody's been enjoying their Halloween month, uh, their full month of Halloween because- Better be doing some festivities. Yep. Because it's Uh, almost over. I know. It's almost over. So sad. So- this week, the movie that we chose to do was The Conjuring. A classic. A classic! The first horror movie I ever saw with Jade and Maria. Oh my god, I love them. Yep. Yeah, so this one is close to home for us, literally. Yep. Because we live in Rhode Island, and The Conjuring, true story, actually took place in Rhode Island. I mean, in the movie too, but... Mm-hmm true story so and i'll talk about this a little bit but there was also i'm from connecticut we live in Island right now but there was a lot to do like their lives were started off in connecticut yeah they're just like you mm-hmm. now you're gonna get haunted i'm excited i mean yeah. we do have a ghost in our apartment so we do have a ghost it seems friendly so far seems friendly yeah seems friendly but we're hearing a lot of weird noises and stuff that are definitely coming from our own apartment and we have both experienced weird dizziness that isn't our normal dizziness. Our normal So, ailments. well, my normal dizziness. Yeah. <laughs> so, could be the ghost. You never know. If we die, he was a bad ghost. And if we don't, he was a good ghost. Yep. All right. So, that's enough rambling, I suppose. <laughs> uh, let's get into it. So, The Contouring came out on July 15th of 2013. It was directed by James Wan, who is the director of several other successful films, such as Insidious and Saw. Because he's awesome. Hell yeah, he is. And Insidious, those movies are actually fantastic. I haven't seen them. You haven't seen any of them? No. Oh my god. Nope. I love making this podcast with you because, like, I get to make you discover the movies. Yep. Yeah. I also... Like, but, like, it's still stuff you have interest in. Like, it, it takes both of our interests and just kind of smacks them together. I love this yeah. thing. I used to be absolutely terrified of horror movies. Because oh. I would get, as I talked about in a previous episode, like, horrible nightmares. So it was just nightmare fuel. So yeah. I would already have nightmares and then just notice slowly that aspects of whatever horror movie I watched 
were becoming a part of my nightmare. So I was like, maybe it's time to take a little bit of a break. But now that I watch them with you, I don't get, they don't affect me at all. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now you're engaged to me. Yep, yep. Love scary movies. Okay. So, continuing. Uh, the film had a $20 million budget and uh, it grossed over $319 million worldwide. It did well. It did well. <laughs> it, did. it did. It did well. So, the film follows Ed and Lorraine Warren as they investigate the home of Roger and Carolyn Perrin in 1971. Uh, the parents moved to a new farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, which is a subset of Barville. For any Rhode Islanders out there, I doubt there are many, but uh, my family. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, Barville, Rhode Island. Uh, The parents notice very quickly that something isn't quite right in their new home, and their five daughters notice it too. So, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April, God bless them. Yeah. We're not having five children. Nah, absolutely Uh, not. As well as their parents, experience several unexplained occurrences before calling in demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren for help. Uh, it becomes clear to the Warrens that the demonic entity harassing the parents has attached itself to Carolyn Perrin, that's the mother. They weave through a history of paranormal goings throughout the house to determine the entity's origins and defeat the evil that burdens the family. Really fancy speak for, like, they're searching for the demon to... Expel the demon. Expel the demon. When this movie came out, I was uh, in high school. And whenever you go see a movie when you're in high school, a horror movie... It's usually just a bunch of kids laughing mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing. It pisses you off because I want to see them all the time. Me and my sister will go and it's just like fucking 14 year olds like laughing through the entire thing. It's supposed to be a scary movie. Did I tell you the story? My brother it wasn't a horror movie, but we were going, I forget what movie it was, a comedy movie. And we we're watching it and it was filled with high schoolers. This was when I was in college and they would not shut up through the whole thing. And at one point Kevin goes, it was like a weird, awkward silence after they had said something. So they said something annoying, and movie was silent, like the crowd was silent, and he just goes, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that, that literally happens all the time. Yep. Yeah, so I was with Stevie one time, Stevie's my sister, and we went to go see like the Slender Man movie or something, which wasn't a good movie in the first place, whatever, but we went to go see it. And we couldn't even hear, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. So my Mm. sister went out to complain. They gave us our money back or whatever. But we also went back in the theater to try to finish the movie. And they did send people in there. To, like, walk around. Yep. If you had your phone out, they were, like, they would get you in, like, a second. They were, like, put your phone away. If you were talking, they were, like, stop talking. Like, they were Mm -hmm. were pissed because they had to give some people their money back who complained. Uh, But my sister, there was a couple in front of us, like, a 14-year-old couple. Oh, man. Sharing the same seat. What? Yeah. Sharing the same seat. And they were just talking to each other at full volume. And my sister like leaned over and was like, are you going to talk the entire time? Like (laughs) at full volume. (laughs) It was super funny. Yeah. Anyway, I'd never heard like no, nobody, at least as far as I have experienced has ever yelled at the volume my brother did at these people. Like people will mumble or something. It's annoying. But my, it was dead silent. Because it's so freaking it. annoying when people it do worked. that. It worked, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Anyway. Yeah, so my point was, uh, people usually tend to do that during horror movies when mm-hmm. you're in high school. This one, everyone was dead silent in. This one scared spooky. the shit out of people when it came out, which was awesome. Yeah. Nobody thought it was stupid. There was no laughing no. during this movie. Bad idea for a first horror movie to watch. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. It's and Jade, spooky. Marie, and I, we are already terrified of this shit i think jade was the least scared but we watched it at jade's house on her couch we made like this giant bed and then Mm -hmm. there was something weird like they're in the movie 
a clock shows up. It was like three oh seven or three three oh seven or three seventeen. I think it was three seventeen. And it was 317 when we were watching the movie and we we're like, nope, no, nope, no, nope, yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's spooky. Yeah, so this one was this one was a good one. If you want to be spooked and not be laughing, you'll be spooked. Yeah, this is the one. So not only was this movie a great friggin' movie, uh, it was a great idea. So originally the film was going to be called The Warren Files before being entitled The Conjuring. But The Warren Files ended up being a great name kind of for the franchise as a whole. Yeah. So obviously The Warrens being Ed and Lorraine Warren, the demonologists, true true life demonologists, that all The Conjuring films, for the most part, uh, tend to be about. The entire franchise has been super successful. Uh, the Conjuring itself was succeeded by The Conjuring 2, which is st- the story of the Enfield haunting in uh, the UK. Annabelle. We all know the story of the terrifying fucking doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annabelle Creation. Annabelle Comes Home. So Annabelle got three movies. Uh, the Nun. Mm-hmm. Which, when we went to see The Nun, I think it was my mom left the faucet on, but nobody oh, actually that was knows. Oh, no. And we came home after... It was me, my mom, and my sister went to go see The Nun. And we came home, and our door was unlocked... And our faucet was running. Our entire like kitchen was like flooded. So the faucet had been pushed back so that the actual faucet wasn't over the sink. It was mm-hmm. over like our counter and had just been running. And we don't know how That's that so happened scary. or whatever. My mom, I, I could think, I could see how my mom would accidentally do it. And not but why would it be it. turned over the counter? That's, yeah, not that the was sink. the weird thing. And you guys are pretty good about locking your house. Yeah. So like, after seeing that movie, it was like a good spook. But. Mm-hmm. The Nun was not that great movie. <laughs> uh, so also, The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona is was technically in the Conjuring universe because it has like the priest from the Conjuring universe in mm-hmm. it. And then The Conjuring 3 is coming out. It's currently in production. So Ooh, I didn't know that. So this franchise has been like crazy successful. Mm. Shout out to James Wan because he's one of the best horror directors there is. And I would say that the success of this movie is probably due to him. Mm-hmm. So each of these movies probably deserves an episode on its own. Uh, they're fantastically made movies. Um, the ones that lack in plot, such as The Curse of La Llorona, or The Nun, or Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, the kind of the sequely ones. Yeah. They make up for their shortcomings and like terrifying scares. So La Llorona is super jumpy, right? Yes, so yeah, I was literally wrote. <laughs> so <laughs> Kylie and I actually watched The Curse of La Llorona in my room super late at night. It was yeah, super that. dark. And... Not the greatest plot or anything, but we were jumping. Like, like, like screaming and jumping. Yo. And yeah. Kenzie does not scream or jump at movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when I do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this was awesome. But yeah, and we also saw Annabelle Comes Home mm-hmm. in Salem. So we got to see that one a little bit early uh, before it came out because we had these like pre show tickets or whatever. Um, we got to take a picture with the doll that is actually in the movies and stuff. And that was one that kind of lacked in plot, but I was screaming in that Yeah, movie. it was scary. Yeah, it was spooky. Yeah, so eventually we're definitely going to give probably all of these all of them, their yeah, own yeah. episode. But They deserve it. Yeah, they do deserve it. So, some fun facts about the film. The film was actually given an R rating by the MPAA. Uh, the film contained no sex, nudity, little profanity... Bloodless violence, no smoking, and very brief depictions of alcohol. So the filmmakers were like, yo, what the hell? Like, Mm -hmm. you just gave our film an R rating for no reason. We kept all this stuff out of it. 
And the MPAA told them that there was absolutely no edits or cuts they could possibly make that would give them a lower PG-13 rating, which is what they originally wanted, because yeah, of how freaking scary the yeah, movie is. Yeah, It was too scary for anybody who was, like, younger. But they can't really include that in the... Um, yeah, it's not in the description, yeah. yet, but that's what they told them. They were like, it was too scary. Um, they kind of used that as a marketing ploy later on. Mm -hmm. It's like, our film is so scary. Like, yeah. R rating just because it's, like, terrifying. Yeah, that worked in their favor. Yeah, so eight generations of families lived in the house in yeah. Harrisville before the parents moved in. Deaths in these families included two documented suicides, a poisoning, the rape and murder of an 11-year-old girl, two drownings, and the passing of four men who froze to death. Not really sure how that happened. Um, yeah. So really. the actual house itself has seen its fair share of horror. So there's no, there's no doubting that the, sh the, the house actually had history. And I think that adds the people who are kind of skeptical of the Perrin family and what they saw there. Because... If there is a place that's going to be haunted, it's probably that. You know? Oh, yeah. Which is also makes me question, well, I know why they moved in, but you have to be told... Actually, no, you don't. You have to no. ask. You have to ask. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. Another... This is literally my next yeah. fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact for Rhode Islanders out there, and you should and check your everyone. own state. Yeah, you should check it's, your own state. I'm pretty sure it's every state. Well, th this is specific oh, okay. to Rhode Island. Okay, so, <laughs> in the state of Rhode Island... Sellers are not required to disclose any documented histories of a location's criminal activity to mm -hmm. potential buyers. Okay. okay. So I think that rule where like if there's it's any deaths death in the house or whatever, suicides. you have to ask or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Rhode Island in general, if there's any criminal activity, like the the mafia could have been working yeah, out of that say, house yeah, yeah. and they would not be required to Because tell okay, not the same thing, but my friend Lauren, she at her college one of the, like, I think it was the frat house. I could be wrong. I'm going to text her afterwards. Um, but one of the frat houses was previously owned by a drug dealer, I think. And I think it was, like, her junior year, maybe, or sophomore year. They Someone came in with a gun, like, held up the house, and they thought, like... The people living there had no idea what was going on, but they were looking for drugs because they didn't know yes. that the drug dealer had moved. <laughs> yeah, when I was reading this fact, I was I was thinking of exactly that. I was mm -hmm. like, holy shit, if it was like a drug house or exactly. something and nobody yep. knew that whoever they're looking for mm -hmm. isn't there anymore, or even if they know they're not there anymore, but they think there might be some something shit hidden, hidden in yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, when she told me that, I was like, mm -hmm. that they don't have to tell you that? Yep. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah, you gotta ask. Yeah. Uh, luckily for us, we have a bunch of state troopers in our family, so True. we just like, hey, check out this address. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's a good... True. Um, <laughs> Is it good? Because it's really just sellers aren't required to disclose the information. Yeah. yeah. More fun facts. But okay. they do have to tell you. Um, maybe not in Rhode Island. I'm pretty sure. If you ask, they that's have to tell the, you. Yeah, that's the only thing I looked up. Okay. In Rhode I don't know if if you ask, they have to disclose criminal activity. Okay. Maybe yeah, yeah. murders I know or, it's murders, deaths, deaths, and suicides. Yeah. Yeah. They might still have to do that. This is just I don't know about criminal activity. Yeah, this is just speaking to criminal activity. So um, some more stuff. So Andrea Perrin, she wrote a three-part book based on her family's experiences in the house, and they're titled House of Darkness, House of Light. I had actually talked to her on Facebook. I like messaged her like a year ago. Really? Yeah, and if you ask her whatever, oh, she'll talk this. to you and she'll send you like a signed copy of her book and stuff if you ask. Um oh, shit. Yeah, I bet so, you a bunch of people don't. Like, you should be into the movies. And into yeah, the yeah. Story so, to um, 
she's definitely, I'm not advocating for a bunch of people to bother her or something, yeah. but she's definitely like a super open. nice yeah. and open person um, about her Seems experience. like she wants to talk about it because she wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think some of the siblings do not want to mm. talk about it, but she, yeah, she does. And her whole family actually visited the set during filming, mm-hmm. so they were yeah. actually okay with the movie. Um, they okayed it. They did read the script yep. before. Yeah, they, they had to okay it. The Warrens were also involved in the making of the film, and Pat Wilson, who played Ed Warren, and Vera Farmiga, who plays Lorraine Warren, they visited Lorraine prior to filming to get to know her and like see what their lives were like. Ed had already passed away at this point. Lorraine has since passed away. After the movie came out, though, I think it was last year that she passed away. So Lorraine Warren actually has a cameo in the beginning of the film. So the beginning of the film, the Warrens are teaching a class on exorcisms and demonology and things like that. And I guess the real Lorraine Warren is sitting in the front row. So I thought that was pretty cool. They gave her her a little cameo. So she actually also served as a consultant and a partial screenwriter for the film. Wow. Yeah. So that's all the fun facts I have. Personal anecdote, or not necessarily personal, but just living in Rhode Island. When this movie came out, the poor freaking family that oh, lived yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this movie came out and all anybody wanted to do, I mean, Rhode Island is small enough to start, let alone like Barville's like down the road from everybody. Convenient. And everybody just wanted to go check out this haunted house. And the, the poor family that lived there at the time claimed that they had never seen anything. They had mm. moved in there after the parents. They claimed they'd never ever like experienced anything or seen anything. And they had to have police detail outside yeah. their house because so many people were creeping around their property and trying to like sketch in like a bunch of like kids. I and move shit. immediately. Yeah, I mean, they did move, <laughs> actually, and they sold the house to a new family. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I have the family's name on here. It's not the re- most recent family. The, they're it not is the, the most, most recent family. This no, is no, the no, most, no. Yeah, but they sold it to the most recent family yeah. right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. The ones who are like. Going to do... Yes, exactly. So, oh, okay. so this kind of adds to to both the true story, depending on how you look at it, or the skepticism, depending yeah, yeah, on how yeah, you look yeah. at it. So the family that has since moved in most recently, so they actually bought the house, I think, this summer mm-hmm. of 2019. What they want to do is film a documentary there. They say they hear hear things, see things all the time. They want to film a documentary there and open it up to paranormal tours. Mm. So there's one way you could look at it where it's like, oh, so it is really haunted. Yeah. And like they're being transparent and like we're all going to get to see it, whatever. The other aspect is it's Mm. definitely not haunted. (laughs) They bought the property and are just trying to make money off of it because everybody has seen this movie. Yeah, they're just trying to profit off of it. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I'd probably want to go take a look at it now that I'm allowed to because I'm not a dick and I'm not going to go on somebody's property. I think it adds to it because you wouldn't, like, if you open it up within the first week or first month, if no one sees anything, then you're not going to really make much more money off of it. It's going to be very clear it's not haunted. Yeah, true. It's it's tough, though, because I feel like a lot of people will, will make something of nothing. That's true. If, like, it's a... Yeah, you take a picture, you take yeah, a yeah, picture yeah. and there's a little dust mm-hmm. thing in it, and you're like, oh, there's an orb, yeah. or, like, there's yeah, something yeah. in the window, or, like... Yeah. So, it depends. Yeah. Or any, like, like, wind through the house. Like, like, ah! Yeah, paranormal placebo effect. Yeah. So, that's all I have on the movie itself. Obviously, this was based on a true story, so Kylie's gonna hook us up with that one. All right. 
So, as you mentioned previously, The Conjuring is based on the true story about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed was born on September 7th, 1926, and Lorraine was born on January 31st, 1927. Ed was a World War II United States Navy veteran, as well as a former police officer. He grew up in Connecticut, in a house that he claims was haunted. In one interview, he said, My family would all go to bed, and just around 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning... Many times, I would hear the closet door beginning to open up. Nope. <laughs> I'd move out right then as Yo, a child. Bye. At first, I'd look into that closet and see only shapeless darkness. Then slowly, I'd start to see a light beginning to form, and it would morph into like a ball shape, sort of like a basketball. And then I'd begin to see a face in that ball. Nope. That is called a ghost globule. Oh, okay. In that globule was a face. Face of an old woman, and she was not looking at all pleasant. The glo- globule, <laughs> word is like stuck yeah, in the back of my throat. Yeah. Globule would then come into my bedroom and then accompanied by audible footsteps and heavy breathing. The room would then become icy cold and unnatural, a psychic cold. End quote. So already that's, mm, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, at the age of 16, he began working as an usher at the Colonial Theater in Bridgeport, Connecticut, where he met Lorraine because Lorraine and her family used to go there every Wednesday night. And Lorraine is a self self proclaimed, yeah. I'd say. I mean, that's debated, but of course, I'd yeah, say self proclaimed, um, clairvoyant, and a light trance medium. And for those of you that don't know, a clairvoyant is a person who has or claims to have supernatural ability to see events in the future that are beyond normal sensory contact. And a light trance medium is someone who, like, the spirits basically transfer their message through this person yeah they use them to like channel like it's it's just it's displayed in the movie mm-hmm. as like sometimes lorraine like Warren, they can speak through her yeah all of a sudden she'll get like a vision and it's like the the this ghost or spirit whatever is like showing her something mm-hmm. but she's like there yeah 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 or like she'll say something out loud that it's like she wants this or yeah, like yeah. the it's like because it's telling her it's like speaking through her Mm -hmm. and it also yeah so ed couldn't see any of the demons or ghosts or anything like that he was just a demonologist so he studied them but lorraine could see Mm -hmm. and communicate in a way yeah and it was clear that like ed is probably somewhat i guess sensitive to that Mm because he saw it as a child yes which is a typical thing so i saw stuff as a child Mm-hmm. And the thought after that is that you become, you're more, if you saw stuff you're more or interested like you in see it. things, you're, you're more sensitive to, to spirits or you're more open to them. Yeah. Because as a child, you don't have any really out like external influences. Like if yeah. you see it, you're, on, you're seeing it. You're not like as an adult, if I see something, I'll sometimes be like, I'll doubt You'd myself be or I'd yeah. be like, oh, no way. it was someone else or like someone else saw it. So then I think I saw it. But yeah, exactly, exactly. As a child, you're not thinking anything. You of that. you have no you other it. agenda. You yeah. just are like, oh, okay, I saw that. Exactly. You really believe it. So then, around a year later, Ed and Lorraine got married, and they ended up having five children in Willamantic, Connecticut, which is where I currently work. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Um. Kill him. I know. In his free time, he began studying demons, and eventually called himself a demonologist. He started going to school at Perry Art School for about two years. Before he decided to drop out and he started to sell his paintings out of houses. He, there was one quote where he was saying that like he could get nothing from these teachers. Like he knows how to paint and he knows how to be an artist and he doesn't need it. Yeah. So he decided to drop out. 
That's um, also this. That's a thing in the movies too. You don't really see him painting. I don't think until The Conjuring Two. But okay. I but yeah, it's yeah. In the, yeah. Cool. And he would hear about places that were said to be haunted, and so he would go there, stand in the middle of the road, and sketch the house. And then the owners would get curious or concerned, and Ed and Lorraine would give them the painting. So Lorraine would actually go up to speak to the owners and be like, this is what's happening. He's actually painting a picture of your house. And then Ed would go up and be like, here's a painting. And then that's how they okay, get into the house. fucking terrifying. Oh, it's if creepy I saw as fuck. A dude... I would not be like, oh, let me buy this painting. I'd be like, get the hell yeah. away from here. If I saw a dude just sitting outside my house, like sketching. Yeah. yeah. But this was also like 20s, 30s. Yeah, but you know? still. I know. And then this would open up the conversation with the homeowners and they would ask them like what occurred in the house to make them feel haunted. And it just got more information out of them than what they would read in the newspaper or wherever oh, yeah, they heard yeah. it. And together the Warrens claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases in total. No, no chance. Like that's insane. That's insane. That's, I don't know if that's legit. That's, it's that's acclaimed. crazy. Yeah. Um, there's and many so of much these cases. skepticism. Sorry. No, no, you're uh, fine. There's so much skepticism involved in Ed and Lorraine Warren. I a know, lot yeah, of people yeah. think that they were a complete joke. Mm. Um, a lot of people think that they were super legit. And a lot of people are somewhere in the middle. And That's I'm not, me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I was going to say I'm somewhere in the middle because a lot, I think a lot of these cases were probably real. But then you get cases like they had done the Amityville haunting, yeah. for instance, which was later proven hoax yeah uh, know. you know what i mean yeah and some people will still even argue that they say it wasn't a hoax either it happened but it still wasn't a hoax even though they said it was a hoax and so it's like yeah. i think they think that sometimes i think they think they know i don't think they're Other trying to fool I anybody they, yes I, agree. I don't i don't think there was ever like a sinister agenda no they definitely believe everything they're you never saying know. but they could be crazy yeah you never know but researching this case i kind of believe it i don't know yeah it's an intense case in January 1971, Roger and Carolyn Perrin, Perrin? I can't, Perrin. Perrin. Yep. Perrin moved themselves and their children into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville or Barryville? Bar- Bar- Barryville. Barryville. This is where I got confused. You can just say Harrisville. I mean, I'm going to say Harrisville. I'm going to say Harrisville. Barryville, so. And as you said previously, they reported immediately that the haunting started. An article in the Providence Journal in August 1977 read, quote, Mrs. Perrin said she awoke before dawn one morning to find an apparition by her bed. The head of an old woman hanging off to one side over an old gray dress. There was a voice reverberating, get out, get out. I'll drive you out with death and gloom. And okay. Yup. That's not even like... That's just like blatant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you hear about like... If, a- if I woke up to an old lady <laughs> hanging sideways saying, get out, I'd be like, okay, gotta go. Yeah, I'd be like, homeless. You, I don't care. You hear about EVPs and stuff that are like... Oh, faint whisper in the yeah, night. Exactly. And this is just like, like get out. Get out. <laughs> I'm gonna drive I'm you like, out. I'm like, you got it. I'll be, I'm on my like, way. Like, there's no questioning. It's not like, oh, what does this ghost want from me? It's yeah, like, get like, the fuck out. I'm on my way. You got me. <laughs> I'll learn my car for a little bit. Thanks. <laughs> and the demon that haunted this house was said to be, according to Lorraine, Bathsheba, Bathsheba. I just looked up how to say this. It's Bathsheba. Bathsheba. I only know because of how they pronounce it in the movie. It's Bathsheba. 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 Bathsheba Sherman. Bathsheba lived, I keep saying like without the, whatever. Bathsheba lived there in the early 19th century and was said to be an accused witch as well as a practicing satanist. 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 Satanic. Satanist. I know, I was thinking satanic. satanic, I I do that all the time. Yep. Satanist. This is so fucked up. 
She had sacrificed her weak old child to Lucifer in order to remain on the premises and haunt the house for eternity. So she was like so dedicated to haunting this house that she was like, here, take my child. Like what? That's fucked. I know. <laughs> um, and the child was examined and the cause of death was determined to be a large sewing needle that was impaled at the base of the child's skull. At 3.07 a.m. in 1893, she cursed all who would take her land and then she killed herself. Caroline had... This is... What the fuck? Yeah, That actually happened? Yeah. In the In the 19th century. Yep. Um, That's kind of like not that long ago. I know. That's why I, like my gut is supposed to say 18th, but no, 19th. Yeah, well, no, I was thinking like... Way back. 17th yeah, or something. I, I was thinking like single witch not. trials, witch. I... Okay. I know. Yep. And so when Carolyn and her family moved in, Carolyn decided to research the history of her home and she found that many previous families had died under mysterious and horrible circumstances like Kenzie had stated earlier. She told Ed and Lorraine about an incident where she was lying on the sofa and said, suddenly felt a piercing sensation in her calf which caused her muscle to spasm. She then noticed a pile of blood and a, quote, perfectly concentric circle, end quote, where the pain came from. Lorraine theorized that Bathsheba took the sewing needle she used to murder her child to the afterlife and used that to stab Carolyn. That's a reach. Yeah, I know. But That's crazy. That's. But it is weird that it was like a perfectly circular type of stabbing feeling. Yeah. You know? Yo, I don't fuck with like ghost. Like, I don't. Ghost pain like ghosts. that? Yeah. If our... it's not touching me. Yes, exactly. Yeah, our I'm fine. Ghost, totally fine. You do whatever you want. You want to knock yeah. some things over? That's what the cats do every day. I don't we care. We don't care. Nope. Cut me. No. And we're going to have some problems. And we're going to have some problems, problems. I mean, I'll, I'll leave, leave the apartment. I'm, I got to go. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I'm, I'm not move. starting any shit. I'm just, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> we will not have any problems. <laughs> yeah. um, so then one night, Carolyn was possessed by Bathsheba. The Warrens arrived with a priest and a medium in order to perform a seance. Andrea, one of the daughters, stated that it was not technically an exorcism, but she and her sister Cindy had seen everything that had happened. She was, she said, this was the only time that she was truly terrified during all of the hauntings and all of the, like the weird occurrences that happened. She said her mother spoke in a voice that she had never heard before, and that her mother's body was thrown twenty feet into another room. She said, "Quote: I thought I was going to pass out. My brother, my mother began to speak a language not of this world and a voice not of her own." Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room, end quote. The husband, Roger, stated, quote, she was possessed. Her entire body was distorted and it lasted several hours until they de-demonized her, end quote. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Babe, if you were, like, husband Roger, good for you. Because if you were possessed, I've oh. said this a thousand times, I'll say it again. Chuck Goodbye. You I'll burn Goodbye. you. Goodbye. I'm done. Goodbye. I think we said it about our child. Oh, yeah, if our child, like, comes to us in the midst of the night and is like, Mom, there's a ghost above Yeah, me. oh, yeah, I'm going to be like, that's your problem. I'm not yeah, checking that no. out. <laughs> I will put you up for adoption. That would <laughs> oh, be yeah. the nicest yeah, thing I'll do. you start doing some creepy shit, like, that you're gone. prodigy. Oh, you start yeah, no, doing you're some gone. creepy shit, like, bye. I love you, but, like, <laughs> there's a level you, to my love. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably not you, so, like, I don't feel bad. Bye. Nope. Maybe I'll get an exorcist in here. Who knows? Also, like, if anybody ever listens to this when we're applying to adopt, we're just kidding. We're 100% kidding. We would <laughs> never do that. Even if they were just completely overrun by a demon, we, we would be dedicated to that them. child. Okay. And we would get rid of that just demon to with clear love. That up. Okay. <laughs> um, Andrea also said, 
quote, some elements of the film are very accurate and some are fiction, end quote. She also noted that both she and Mrs. Warren had handed over all of their files and their writings. She even said that the cast was perfect and the children resembled her and her siblings as children and had their personalities. She also stated that the director, James Wan, accurately captured the essence of what they went through. Because he's fucking magic. He's like one of the best directors ever. True. I also didn't realize that they handed over like everything yeah. that they had written throughout. I knew the Warrens did. I, I knew the Warrens, but yeah. I didn't know like the family had handed over stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he had a lot to work with. So as much as the movie was similar, according to Andrea and every other account of the story, there were some differences. So one of them is how the Warrens were brought to the house. In the movie, Carolyn seeks the Warrens' help out, but Andrea said that the Warrens were brought in by a paranormal group in Rhode Island. She said that Mrs. Warren entered the house knowing absolutely nothing, and as soon as she stepped in the kitchen, she said, quote, I feel a dark presence, and her name is Bathsheba, end quote. Which, like, same, seems very strange, because who was talking to a paranormal group where they knew that you were experiencing these hauntings? And they were like, we need to bring in this lady, but not tell her anything. You know? Yeah, it's hard to, to there's be... There's no way to know. There's no way to know that she knew nothing. Yeah. I mean... She could have just said what that. What are the odds are that she just heard from a paranormal group and was like, I'm gonna look it up on my way. Again, not bashing this woman and her husband but for it's... being some badass demonologist. I'm just saying there's, like, I can understand the skepticism. That's all yes. I'm saying. Yeah. But also, demons overall, there's a lot of skepticism around them. Yeah, exactly. So... You never know. Um, another difference was how the movie portrayed an exorcism being performed on Lorraine because it was actually a seance and not an exorcism. Lorraine had stated that she and her husband would never perform an exorcism because they must be performed by Catholic priests only. So that was a little oh, bit different. Oh, exorcism performed on Carolyn, not Lorraine. Yeah, in the movie. In the yes, movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, it was on um, Carolyn. By Lorraine. Yeah, they do say that in the movie. They but they end up doing it. But they end up doing yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Which, exactly. like, that would not happen. She was like, they're we like, would never do They're that. like, we can't. We need the Catholic Church's yes. approval. And then he's like, I must. And yeah. So that was approval. definitely one of the parts that Andrea said was fiction. And as well, just, like, kind of... It would have been a lot for them to be like, no. Like, like in the movie, for them to put a hold on it. And it, it makes it more dramatic. Yeah, of course. Of course. You gotta put that in there. Yeah. You can't, can't have a movie called The Conjuring without an exorcism. Yeah, and then also they couldn't be like, wait, but let's wait, and we need to get this Catholic priest. Yeah, so, like, yeah, you're yeah. gonna die, but we're doing yeah. this. It also portrayed the ending of the hauntings differently. The movie showed that the hauntings ended the night Ed completed the exorcism on Carolyn and lifted Bathsheba's curse forever. In reality, due to financial instability, the parents had to spend 10 more years living there and ended up coming into contact with as many as nine, nine spirits. And so they finally just accepted the fact that they were going to live in this house with ghosts yeah they do actually in the movie show a bunch of different spirits it's not just this Bathsheba yes that but they, show. they yeah. showed that it was like done oh yeah they do yes. they do yeah yeah it's but like it was the parents it was not have done. this like beautiful end story yeah. and like they're all happy and yeah, like yada, no. yada. because even after the seance which was performed in real life by a catholic priest it went on which is good to know as like a true story because a lot, I think a lot of people saw the movie and then now they're calling this guy's bullshit on the guy that bought the house 
because he's saying it's real, and they're like, mm-hmm. no, it ended, yeah, like, yeah. because of the whole thing, yeah. like, that's not what happened yeah. in real life. So, like, there is a large, if this is real, like, these accounts are real, then it would make sense if it's still haunted right now. And, like, the amount of spirits kind of adds up with the amount of fucking wild shit in the previous, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, how many deaths could occur in one house without someone being like, there's a demon? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it would just be horrible, horrible bad luck. An insane backstory. Yeah, like, that's just... And it wouldn't make sense if this, like, with them, if they were still being haunted, and then it just ended when that... When, who was it? The family who lived there when The Conjuring was released, they didn't. They said that they didn't experience yeah, any hauntings. Yeah, they said they didn't experience anything. Which is but weird. I also have... I have theories on if that. If they didn't want Yeah, so I have, I have theories on that from both sides. So one is they're like okay, these people were a crock of shit mm-hmm. and we have never seen anything, so that's not real. But they or chose. they were getting so much fucking attention and people creeping on their property that even if they had seen shit, they, they weren't going to say it no. because they were sick of people coming and trying to check their property out. So I could see it from either side. Agreed. And I honestly think that your second theory would make sense because they were able, the Warrens were, no, not the Warrens. What is our last Parents were able to live in this house for 10 more years with these other spirits kind of peacefully. Like it wasn't to the yeah. point where anyone was being possessed. So yep. it would make sense if they were able to just be like, okay, yes, we're experiencing hauntings, but it's nothing horrible. Like, I would go. So we're fine. I don't, yeah, exactly. Like the apartment goes. So they're like, we don't want any more attention. We're just not going to talk about it. So that is the story. Well, there will never be any answer. I know, unless we get to go to that house. <laughs> and then we'll tell you the check answer. It out. We'll Maybe decide. We'll do a documentary that makes us all like question reality and never know. You never know. Hopefully, we'll be able to go to that house. Yeah, soon, too. I mean, yeah. It's not far from us. Yeah, and then so, we'll report back. Yeah. Happy Halloween the 23rd. Not we the only 22nd. have one more week of Halloween posting. Yeah, it's crazy. Guess what movie we're going to do next week? I'm not going to say, but you could just guess Halloween. I don't know, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, um, you'll never know. <laughs> it's um, a surprise. It's a total surprise. Uh, so yeah, um, if you're enjoying the podcast, which hopefully you still are, if you're still listening, um, mm-hmm. please uh, share it with your friends. Um, word of mouth is like, yeah, leave a review. Word of mouth is really important. Uh, on iTunes, if you leave a review, we will shout you out about now. So right now, our most recent review was from. Quote unquote, Kenzie's best friend. That's that's how they put themselves. Which is a bold. Is it Jordan? That's a bold. Or Danielle? I don't know. I don't know which one it is. Probably Danielle. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so that's a bold statement. But if bold it's, statement. If it's Danielle, you're right. Then she's correct. Uh, it's definitely not Jordan because she doesn't fucking listen to the podcast. <laughs> I just felt like that would be what she would call herself. Um, yeah, so if you leave a review, we'll shout you out in the next episode. If you're too lazy to leave a review and don't care about a shout out, you can just smack the five stars. It takes like two seconds. We appreciate anything. Yeah, so share our posts. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, check out our website, deepestcreeperspodcast.com. We put up our blog post there. Hey, 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 Ryan. Hey, hey, Ron. We put up our blog post there and. Uh, all of our information. So And that's where you can see all the creepy pictures that we will post. Yeah, the creepy pictures that always go <laughs> yeah. yeah, that always go with the stories. Yep. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. Um 
and enjoy your Halloween. Enjoy your last week of Halloween. Bye. Good night.